0: course of doing this podcast, I have done a mm-hmm. fair amount of research on the Marmoset Chronicles and Las Patillo, mm-hmm. but a lot, a, lot of, a lot of research about the movies, and a lot of weird internet rabbit holes about these movies, a lot of, a lot of deep dives into weird corners of these movies, and um, I found a lot of weird ancillary-slash-licensed material about it. Mm-hmm. And just just an absolute smorgasbord of it. Okay. And there's so much of it, and some of them are so, like, either so niche or so out there or so only made for one person that um it wouldn't make sense to do individual episodes of them. So, with your blessing, I would like this episode to be a smorgasbord of ancillary material that I have discovered, and that maybe you have discovered, about the Marmoset Chronicles. Mm-hmm.
1: A sort of lads Patillo pawn shop, if you will.
0: Absolutely.
1: I, I am here for it. I am there for it. I am wherever it is. Let
0: us, well, uh, do it. Welcome to the Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. I am Kirsten, and that's I'm Jay. Jay.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm no. Jay.
0: <laughs> Jay, I wasn't going to let you do your thing where you go, hi, I'm Jay. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny because I don't even do stuff on that YouTube channel anymore. I'm pretty good, Kirsten. I, I, w- when I said pawn shop of Laz Patillo back there, that wasn't just like me reaching for something. I I love this topic because I think, like, I, I do immediately, when you said that, I immediately pictured all of these kinds of media and materials that you're talking about kind of assembled in a pawn shop, right? In mm-hmm. some kind of, like... I, space that is specifically meant for, you know, kind of random things to be assembled for perusal. And I feel like that's uh-huh. what we're doing here. We are, in a way, we're starting our own last Patillo Pawn Shop on this episode. Uh, not really. Don't don't try and find us and buy stuff from us. There's a pandemic on. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, I, I, I am very much down for this idea because there's a lot of, it's everything from here's a bunch of weird little, like, comics in bubblegum, because that was apparently still a thing, to here's, here's a licensed song someone made for a movie that never made it into the movie because Laz Patillo yes. didn't want it. Like, little things or, like that.
0: Or, like, concept art for a, mm. what seemed to be some kind of animated something... That was, uh, that, I think that was, uh, that was from, like, 2005, uh, to... And yes. this is what, <laughs> this is what, this is what made me really want to talk about this. Jay, did you know that there is a Marmoset Chronicles tabletop RPG? You know, I've heard of this
1: thing. I've heard the prophecies of this dark work. <laughs> but I have never been brave and of strong enough metal to seek it out upon my own.
0: Okay, so... Do you mind if I just jump into talking about this uh, kind of monstrosity? I'll call it a monstrosity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Can I ask a question just right off the bat about it? When was this made?
0: Um, It came out in, I think, 2003, 2004? Something like that. And I'll tell you why it came out when it did. Which also ties into the reason why it's not very good. Well, there's a couple reasons why it's not very good. The first is that uh, the Mario Set Chronicles does not lend itself well to an open-world-style tabletop RPG.
1: Yeah, I cannot imagine what that even looks like.
0: Oh, uh, let me tell you, Jay, it looks real ugly. And <laughs> here's... Okay, so here's some background. Mm-hmm. In the year 2000, okay. Wizards of the Coast released something called an open ga- the Open Game License. Which basically means that any, at the time, anyone could take the the rules, the base rules of D and D three point five, and okay. re, rework them to make their own game based off that system. Cool. This led to an absolute slew of licensed tabletop games. There's a Stargate one. There's a Stargate SG one one. Mm-hmm. There is. A couple superhero ones, there's... Uh, I was, Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, is, is there a Marvel one? I think I've heard the Marvel one actually played yes. in a podcast. Friend of the show, Very Random Encounters, ran one of their earlier seasons in the Marvel one, I believe, actually.
0: Okay, that sounds right. There, but there's, there's a ton of these things. There's a Star Wars one that doesn't work very well. Uh, uh, there's a WWE one.
1: <laughs> of course there is, holy shit.
0: And... Oh, there's there's a uh, there's also a Game of Thrones one. They're, they're, those are the those are kind of the ones that people remember. Oh, so this um, lasted a while
1: then, huh? Okay.
0: Yeah, but uh, because people people still swear by D and D three point five. I, I while the uh, the system has its um, downsides, I really I D and D three point five is a very functional game system. Sure. And it can be repurposed a lot, which is what people did. And it works for a lot of things, because DD 3.5 runs great combat, it runs great skills, that's why, you know, it works well with maybe with like Stargate or, you know, Game of Thrones, where you do a lot of stabby hitty or shooty shooty. You know right. what movie series that doesn't sound like? Uh, would it be
1: would it happen to be uh the Marmoset Chronic Howls
0: Yes! by one lizard patalo? Shh <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I <don't> sorry. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere with that. I just thought it was funny.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Patalo really got me. Give me a second here. <laughs> the problem I could see it, some kind of Marmoset Chronicles board game working, but you like with the structure of a board game, like that, like you're doing something and playing through the movies and collecting yeah things. I could yeah. see it working there. It doesn't really work with an open-world type, like, make-a-character RPG. They try to create character classes, and they fail. How? Based on what parameters? Well, they try to, like, they, they they try to take, like, basically they take some of the... Character archetypes that the movie leans on And they make them kind of classes And then they uh, supplement with Just stuff that's also in the movies So you could be uh, like, a, like a wanderer That was what they called uh, Georgie, Like the Georgie class Okay, sure Or you could be um, You could be a fighter And all the art for that is of Margot. Sure, uh, okay You could be A criminal and that was just like basic criminals who you've seen around, right?
1: Oh, they don't—they don't even have it be the two people from the second movie. I, I think like a they. I, opportunity.
0: I think they do. I think those they do uh, feature prominently, but it's just like you know, there's a lot of criminals here, right? Sure. Yes. You, you could be. Uh, they called like, so they had this really. They were like, okay, so what are we gonna do with Gene? And then they started to call this this class a steadfast.
1: Huh. That doesn't really sound like it means much of anything. Is the thing about that does it mean much of anything? Um, they tried to
0: justify it as a healer class.
1: Okay. Yeah, it sounds like they couldn't figure out a thing. You know what? Like, I I could see I could see a Marmoset Chronicles board game easier than a tabletop game. And I know there were like a couple like I I know there was a Monopoly variant once, which oh, is hilarious. Of course, but, like, there was a Monopoly you, variant. You, you could like. Get the people who make stuff like *Betrayal at the House on the Hill* to make a totally competent board game out of exploring the like annals of your past from the seventh movie and having the horror chasing after you. You know, like like Ooh, there are specific ideas. Yeah, there are specific or, or even like oh, here's a mystery board game where you're trying to figure out what's going on with this dude's house and and the mountain came to them. Like there are specific things in mm-hmm. this canon that you could adapt a game out of, but like. Acting as if you've built a universe in the way that a licensed tabletop game would require is just not it. Like like no, like like we've talked about this before. Like like the Marmoset Chronicles does not give you the toolbox for your right. Like th- yeah. there are there are things that you you and I were talking before the show about like Harry Potter and Star Wars and like the differing degrees to which we understand the popularity of those things. I think one reason both those things are popular. I think one reason I loved Pokemon as a kid. I think a reason so many like big fictional things that appeal to all ages get popular is that you can look at the world they're set in and imagine your own characters and stories happening in those. You can't yeah, or really like, do that with the Marmoset Chronicles. And I or, think that yeah. that's what makes it so kind of baffling. Like I can't even tell you what I would do if I were a DM running a campaign of
0: this. <laughs> like what? I don't know what it would be. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, the, the idea, the, a big appeal of the, you know, big universe franchises, it, it, you could be like, what am I doing in this world? What are my friends doing in this world? And then, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, you are, maybe you do start thinking about your own characters with more nuance, but there's nothing wrong with the simple escapism of imagining yourself, you know, in Starfleet. Uh, yeah. I've spent many a long car ride imagining I was a part of Starfleet.
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. I I I've spent many a long car ride drawing my 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 young preteen self as a Pokemon trainer with my my little squad and
0: stuff, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like I want everybody listening to know that Jay has shown me some of those pictures and they're adorable.
1: It's 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 pretty bad. Listen, if you want to find my DeviantArt anyone out there, I'm not going to help you do it. That's on you.
0: However, I can confirm that that deviant art does exist and uh there is stuff on it.
1: Oh, I I I will not deny that. It exists. That's a treasure hunt for you the listener. Anyway.
0: <laughs> um, um yeah, but the Marmoset Chronicles doesn't give you that. Because if you're imagining yourself in the Marmoset Chronicles, you're like I'm probably just a, a like exactly as I am now, except maybe I'll run into this weird dude.
1: Well, what it is is it is very difficult to think about an other character in the Marmoset Chronicles and act as though it is their story. Right? Like, it it is so unequivocally Georgie's story. Yeah, the original Star Wars trilogy is Luke's story, but you've also got Leia and Han's stories, you've got Lando fucking around, you've got all these other kind of background stories happening. Even, um, you mentioned Game of Thrones. I actually think that's a big point in Game of Thrones' favor, is at that, at least the books and what little I've seen of the show and what I've read of the books... At that series best, it is about these different stories intersecting that allow you to ingest the broadness of the world that it takes place in very easily. Um, a lot of anime are good at this. Like, a lot of anime very quickly set up, like, here's entire groups of people that, you know, have a power or are based around a magical thing or whatever the show in question is doing. Like like some media is based around creating a world and investing you in a group of people in it. This series of movies is just about Georgie, and so like the idea of creating an OC in the Marmoset Chronicles universe feels like sacrilege to me. It's like it's like if I made an OC about The Godfather. Like,
0: <laughs> what, what what the fuck am I doing? While you were talking, Jay, I I one hundred percent agree with you. About the uh yeah. the Godfather thing, or like any other like kind of one off movie about just people doing things, you wouldn't imagine yourself in Fifty First Dates. Though why would you? That's that <laughs> yeah, story right movie. Um, yeah. But I just crazy had like stu-
1: my, here's my crazy stupid love <laughs> OC. Like, there you what?
0: go. There you go. Yeah. What <laughs> fuck uh, happened to you? I just <laughs> What's I your just life been like? <laughs> I just had a weird like brain connection. Uh, and I guess it's it's also weird because like this hasn't this doesn't seem like a oh, an out there connection and this hasn't come up yet. This kind that this is an RP as this kind of RPG doesn't work. The same reason why you couldn't really make a Doctor Who RPG.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, it, 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 hmm. Yeah, and, no, I I think you're right. Yeah.
0: And now that I'm thinking about it, there are a lot of parallels to draw there. I think, b- between those two properties. Um, I, the, I, I think I,
1: there are, at least if you want to look like. I, I, I have not watched all of Doctor Who, but at least thinking about Modern Who, like, I. I uh, Modern Who, as if I. I'm saying that like it's slang, like I watch it still. I haven't in a long time. But, um.
0: I haven't watched Doctor Who in like a decade, so.
1: Oh, I, I was going to say, like, like, at least the, like, Stephen Moffat run era, like, Matt Smith and, uh, Peter Capaldi, I think is the guy after him. Like,. Mm-hmm that showrunner makes that show... Kind of like you were saying, makes that show about the Doctor, like, as if he's the center of the universe, a lot more than a lot of the rest of the show. Like, I could almost see it before that, but, like, especially if you're watching the newer seasons, you're like, oh, no, this is about this person and why they're important and why they yeah. keep having these adventures. It would be and weird like, to have it be about anyone
0: else. And, like, you know, you're traveling along the around the universe and you have people with you, but they kind of cycle out because it, at the end, like... You are something that makes you inherently alone, which is, yeah. I think, very works very well with the kind of Georgie thing. And I, and as I'm talking about that, because I, I I think I think we might be ready to move on to our next piece of weird ancillary material. Uh, I I I did think of a way you could maybe make a some kind of tabletop RPG that isn't a board game work with this game, and that is you have the DM mm. play Georgie, and then you have the rest of the characters being tugged along on some side journey
1: hmm i i i like that even have some of them be at odds with georgie even have one of yeah. them like create the potential that some of them might be antagonists to georgie all, all these all these different things you yes. do with that. I, I like that
0: that is the only way i could imagine that working but that is not how this game was uh set up it's a bad terrible very bad uh Use of the 3.5 system and the open game mm-hmm. license. Uh, I would, however, encourage that you that uh, if you are at all interested, to look up some of those weird licensed spit uh, like licensed games. They're they're very weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is this is a weird cut, but I am often fascinated by like when types of merch. This is what we've been talking about, but like when types of merchandise get made for a media that does not fit the media at all and obviously what we've been talking here with with this tabletop game fits that bill but like <laughs> there are set chronicles pez dispensers and the thing no. about those is that the people on those the heads on those are just people like georgie is just a dude at the end of the day and you know gene is just a dude so there's stuff like that that's very funny to me it's the same as like it, when you should you choose to look at Funko Pop figures? Uh, there, there's like some that? that are like, oh, here's one from a movie where the main character is just a white guy, and so it's just a Funko Pop of a white guy like wearing a black shirt and jeans. Like it's like, why'd you make this?
0: Um, I I think that's <laughs> just What I have Jay, I have rarely heard someone so succinctly describe why I don't see the appeal of those figurines yeah, <laughs> the way no. you just
1: did. I'm I'm right there with you. I my here's my Funko Pop minute. I think some of the ones that don't have the the usual beady eyes. I think there's a few of those I've seen that look all right. Other than that, it's the most unappealing thing on the planet.
0: See my uh Anyway, my, um my quick my 5 second Funko Pop take. If you're going to spend money on a figurine, why wouldn't you spend money on one that looks better?
1: Yeah, that's-, that's well, because these are cheaper, usually, is the answer, but I'll also I certainly well, agree with you.
0: They, the th- yes, they are cheaper, however, I find that people usually buy, like, ten of them. Well, yeah, so,
1: like a million of them.
0: Why, why don't you- no, why don't you take- <laughs> there are so many beautiful figurines out there. Anyway, go, go, go yeah. continue, Jay
1: so um so going going further into our into our uh last patillo pawn shop here if you come with me up to the second floor watch your step there's some creaky stuff here uh uh, uh, uh you'll find one of my other favorite things <laughs> weird unlicensed or maybe licensed art stuff that just shows up on things there was this artist name, what, what what was this this person's name th- 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 this person who went by uh sigma six nine was their thing, and this was of course before 69 was the sex number, but now it's Sigma wait, the sex number. Wait, um, it's the sex number? Why is
0: it the sex number, Jay? 69? I don't understand. 69? It's been a joke to me. I've never S- heard of this before. Oh man, oh, What are you well, talking
1: about? I, after that, I have some bad news for you about 420.
0: <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, know. continue. Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so Sigma 69, like, did this series of art. it was like- obscure like so so they were a street artist in like Las Vegas who would like who was you know one of those artists who would like do crazy intense like spray paint art on like a big canvas that was just on the ground and then like people would gather around and watch them do do this while like Uh, you know, a boombox was playing reggae music, and then it will be like, oh, this person just spray painted a really detailed Spider-Man in five minutes. Here, kid, do you want to buy it? And the kid will be like, yeah, mom, I want it. And the mom will pay, like, 40 bucks for it. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, they were that kind of artist. But they started making bank off of, like, Originally, it was, so here's what happened. Originally, it was unlicensed, um, you know, just them doing it on the street. Like, of here's one of Georgie walking away from a city, and it's like, it's that extremely stylized thing where his head's real big, and like, he has extremely bulgy muscles that look balloon-like that obviously he doesn't (laughs) have, that kind of Uh, shit. Um, A caricature, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not think of the word caricature. Thank
0: you. It's one of my favorite words, because you have to make a fake gun cocking noise in the middle of it. It's like if the
1: word character mutated is what it is.
0: Caricature. So, yes, it's a caricature of Georgie walking away from a city.
1: Yeah, so it's like that, and then, you know, here's one of the horror, here's one of, uh, you know, pick your thing. Um, eventually, these got, like, well-known enough, and this is obvious, this was in, like, the 90s, this was before, like, someone could share something on Instagram and get popular. Um, I don't know exactly how it happened, I don't know if, like, the right exec happened to be vacationing in Las Vegas, but one way or another, this person went from being, you know, off the grid and doing this as an indie thing, to getting hired by whoever owned whatever studio owned the Marmoset Chronicles at the time to, like, to do art for, like, a special edition DVD release box set of these movies. And so from then, this person became, like, the go-to artist Mm -hmm. for, like, all packaging and stuff like that for, like, any Marmoset Chronicles media in, like, the mid to late 90s into probably about 2001, 2002. So, like, that's why whenever you see, uh... It wouldn't have been DVDs in the mid-90s. It would have been VHS. Like, whenever you see, like, VHS re-releases or DVD releases from that era, or, you know, maybe the novelizations even, or, like, you know, new action figures or a new release of a soundtrack, whatever it is, it'll, like, be in this weird style on the cover that doesn't really fit the thing. And that's just Mm -hmm. because, for whatever reason, I... I, I think they, they caught wind of what the Star Wars prequels were doing with those very, like, dramatic, operatic-looking sort of painted designs that the prequels had. And they said, okay, we need to do something with that for this franchise that is no longer continuing, but we're still trying to make money off of. And so this person just went from, uh, you know, Las Vegas roadside street artist to making giant posters of these movies that got
0: sold at Walmart in 2002. Hell Yeah that I, I i love shit like that i love the weird like weird hidden gems you find like that concept art for this uh animated show that was never going to happen yes yes uh, please. in that like there's like no information about this so yeah. i assume that it never got out of the most preliminary of preliminary talks i assume that this barely got pitched um, <laughs> i think
1: you're probably right about that
0: but it they they it, it yeah it was like 2005, 2006, 2007, like right when, like, that was when, you know, like the Ninja Turtles TV show cartoon was going on, right? Or am I yeah. wrong?
1: I, I mean, the original one of those was '90s, but there uh, was definitely a Ninja Turtles cartoon in like yeah, 2005.
0: Yeah, because I remember watching it, and I remember yeah. being—I remember thinking it was really good when I was a kid. And uh, I, I've heard it is actually really good. Yeah, uh, but that was kind of the—that was sort of the golden age of just that's, random, random weird cartoons that would have like three seasons and then disappear. That's that's uh, like
1: Prime Teen Titans era, I think. Yeah, was, is that I, I think of like Teen Titans. Um, You'll laugh, but Shaolin Showdown, honestly, was yeah. a, one, a big one that I remember a lot. And you know, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh oh, and Co- Digimon and that shit were big at the time.
0: Code Lyoko. I don't, Code they, Lyoko. Was Hell was yes, I, yes, Code Lyoko. Oh, I was gonna say, but was I the only person who watched Code Lyoko? You might
1: have. You might have been the only person who consistently watched it. I, I definitely like caught it here and there, but it, I, I don't even know how I caught it because it definitely wasn't consistently airing on anything I watched.
0: But but yeah, there was um, this sort of like. Interestingly styled concept art for it. Uh, the 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 concept art kind of reminds me of it. It almost looked like all the characters were made of cut like cut up paper. Yeah. And it was kind of like oh they're like these paper figurines moving. And it it was interesting. And I I wish I could find more information about it. I I would have loved to just know whose idea it was, who wanted to write it how they got to the concept art stage before getting i assume shut down by laz because i i can only imagine that any any tv station any tv channel who could have a chance to air something Mars at Conalco's related, but just be like, yes, you
1: can do whatever you want. Just take it. The fucking Laz rushes to the one phone in whatever city he's hiding out in and makes his one phone call he allots himself in a year to call the execs and be like, "I hear, I hear someone's making a cartoon. Shut it down. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go back to my life now. <laughs> never heard you do a Las Picello voice before. It's not a good one is the thing about it. It's a bad voice. How did we get to this point
0: in the show and you've never done a Laspatello voice before?
1: I, because I, I, it's not that I didn't want to embarrass myself. I embarrass myself on a daily basis. It's kind of my whole thing, but like, I I didn't want to cross that line, and here we are, and the line has been crossed. Yes, it has. It, it's like it's kind of what if Gilbert Godfrey was more grizzled and hopefully less racist.
0: <laughs> hopefully, I'd be really sad. Oh
1: yeah, I I, yeah. I I I I I don't think we really have much reason to think that of Laz per se. Like there's. That that's a whole other motherfucking topic that we cannot do right now. Yeah.
0: Um, let, let, let's not ju- let's not dive into that just yeah. yet. Uh.
1: But but no, um the 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 art you have seen, I've seen some of it and it's yeah, it, it is very like paper cut out. It almost reminds me a little bit of like Samurai Jack and that kind of thing. Which um, they're probably
0: drawing a lot of inf- inspiration from that was an incredibly successful show. That 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 was earlier 2000s, right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, okay. I I never watched that either. I, I did not have Cartoon Network growing up, unfortunately. Oh, um, um, neither did I. I just
0: kind of saw it later.
1: That's fair. Yeah, that was that was me with a lot of that was me with Avatar. So, like what what I like about it is it's that kind of style. It is very like you you can tell that whatever artist was doing it had their own idea of who Laz was and who these other characters was. Like you have a character who looks kind of like Margo. I think Margot is like a very easy character to adapt in a, you know, when you're taking Marmoset Chronicles stuff and you're bringing it into a medium where you need another cool action character, Margo's mm-hmm. kind of the one to go with, it seems yeah. like, which, you know, it makes perfect sense to me. L- like, it, it's, it seemed like it was supposed to be him and some other characters, occasionally including her, and then occasionally including some other characters who we hadn't seen before, one of whom appeared to have a pet wolf that was blue. <laughs> that's all I know about the wolf. I just like the idea of a character who can talk to a wolf friend in the Marviset Chronicles.
0: Who is Blue um, for some reason? It,
1: it's them. And like, there's some art that has like werewolves and vampires and stuff in it, which makes me think if it was going to get more into the whole Georgie's dad is a vampire thing. And it's just, it, I, I, I would have loved to see that, and I would have loved to see people get mad about it and point fingers and go, that's not canon. But like, the, in a way, I think this kind of is directly the opposite, or not the opposite, like the converse of what we were talking about with the tabletop thing earlier, right? Where like, the tabletop thing is something that asks you to think about a world bigger than Georgie in a way I don't think anyone has an interest in. Or at least you or I don't, and a lot of fans don't. Mm-hmm. This, th- This, as much as something like the comics just ask you to think what other adventures might this same main character have had. And mm-hmm. I think that's way more interesting. And I think that's way yeah. more appealing. And, and like, a lot easier for a lot of people to digest.
0: Yes. And it, it, you know, it works much more naturally than grabbing the Marmoset Chronicles and trying to shove that ra- that square peg into the round hole of uh, yeah. D&D 3.5. I, yeah, but you can find, it, it's, it's, It's almost weird how little information you can find about it. It's like it's been wiped off the face of existence.
1: Yeah, it it, it really is. And, 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 you know, that, that happens with shows once in a while, like... I that, that kind of thing is always really fascinating to, to hear about. I, I don't know. It's almost one of those things where uh, you know, since the Dark Crystal has a Netflix show now, I could totally see this being a thing that just happens on Netflix. I mean, fuck it. That one DreamWorks Studio took uh, Voltron and made a newer Netflix show of Voltron. Like you can you can do that with whatever you want, mm-hmm. basically.
0: It'd be it'd be cool. I think I would be okay with that existing.
1: I would too. I, I I don't know where I would want it to pick up or like how I would want it to stand within the canon. I guess I would want it to stand the same way the comics stand where it's just here's another adventure Georgie went on at some point or another
0: <laughs> that we didn't see. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Which I I think is what makes the most sense. You know, like that's mm-hmm. I I think you can do that well. Um Star Star Wars is the only media we can reference meme.mp4. Uh, um Solo I star- i
0: I'm trying so hard to avoid it.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Fuck you. Um, Solo, the, the Han Solo movie. I don't love that movie, but I think the concept of that movie is totally fine. Because that is, hey, here's another character from this thing who we know went on adventures let's just do some of those adventures
0: you know like I think that's. I totally, haven't or, seen that movie so I cannot comment
1: that's valid or, or to pull another example like Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra both have mm-hmm. comics after them that I have not read but everyone I know who loves those shows and has read those comics really likes them for the most part and says they you know I, canon is fake <laughs> but like if, if they add things that are valuable to you they're like a great addition to quote unquote the canon and I, I think that's great And, like, those are both cases where they take those same characters and just say, yeah, you know, they could have more adventures. Here's some more adventures they had.
0: Uh, Yeah. No, I've read a good chunk of the Avatar, uh, the ones after the first Avatar. Um, Mm. And they're, they are pretty good. Uh, Well, there's one arc that is pretty exceptional and is the one everyone always talks about when they talk about those comics. Um, The arc before that is... Good for totally different reasons. Is
1: is the one people always talk about the uh, hunt for Zuko and Azula's mom thing? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, I've heard a um, lot of good stuff about that. Where
0: pe- uh, people love it and they showed it's a really good arc. Uh, sure. The one the one before it is, um, I'm pretty sure, uh, was written as a teaching aid to help middle grade students understand the absolute. Messiness of post-colonial politics. Is that
1: is that the one where Aang meets? I don't know why I know a lot about these when I haven't read them. Is that the one where Aang meets a bunch of non-benders who are like trying to be like the Airbenders were and recreate their society um, and stuff, that, but doing it very in that, poor taste.
0: That that is there, but that's not actually that big of a oh, okay. plot point. No, there, it it's about this like one like settlement that was. Uh, Absorbed into the Fire Nation, but it was absorbed into the Fire Nation, like, 300 years ago. So... Sure, okay. So, from the the Earth Kingdom, so... This place is actually a pretty 50-50 blend of Earthbender and Firebender culture once you get past the, like, evil ruling class of evil Firebenders. So, you know, now the war is over, and... You know the the Earth Kingdom's like every Firebender needs to leave this place, and everyone's like, but the this is my mom. <laughs> like you can't just make her leave. Right, uh, right. <laughs> um, and it, it you know it does. It's it's a good middle grade teaching aid. Um. Uh, th- we really got off on a tangent there, didn't we? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's what... I I think that's explicitly what it was written for, but at the very least, it kind of you sure. know, digs into the politics of the world, and it's really cool, uh, which is something that yeah. these this cartoon could have done.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was thinking of another example Like while you were saying that. Um, I really like the uh, Fables comics. I, I, I think they're Dark Horse who does those. You, you know, they're, they're, like, about what if... Fairy tale fables were run out of their homeland yes, and live yes, in yes. a part of New York City in disguise. Basically, there is a telltale video game that is kind of that, where it is it's called The Wolf Among Us, and it's you you play as Bigby, who is the big bad wolf who's a detective, uh, and it's just like another story in the same world as those comics that you mm-hmm. can place kind of nemiously one of several places in those comics. And it really works. It's a really good game based on a really good comic series that you can fit in somewhere if you want or you don't have to. I think that's what it is, is like these things have to fit in a way where if you want them, you can welcome them in and fit them in. But if you don't want them, nothing's really lost. You know what I mean? Yes,
0: So if if you had to, I know I brought this up as a gag at the end of an episode a couple a couple weeks ago. Is that the kind of style you'd want a Marmoset Chronicles game to be in, like a Telltale style, like maybe story Um, game?
1: Well, Telltale is closed because stuff got very dubious with their practices and how they run their company, but something like that in terms of how the game functions, yes. Okay, so something like that in terms of how the game functions? Yeah, probably, because those are, um, those, and there's a game called Life is Strange by another studio that is also this, where it's, like, a lot of stuff that feels like you're playing a TV show where, like, you're making choices for these characters. You're sometimes doing some more involved mechanics, like maybe, you know two characters are going somewhere and they shoot some targets at a shooting range out in the woods and you like do the shooting but other than that most of the game mechanics have to do with making choices remembering those choices mm-hmm. making decisions for or against or with characters based on how you think they'll respond and what you think that'll do for you um i think that would make a lot of sense okay yeah
0: i could see that working
1: so, so something something more character and puzzle based than anything else is what i would want i guess you don't want to. You
0: don't want to run around and beat people up as Georgie.
1: I. I. Not really. Like whenever he beats people up, he just gets beat up, and it just. It's just like cool to watch. But I wouldn't want to be there.
0: That's that's the other weird thing that didn't happen. Thing that I found. Uh, they were gonna put Georgie in a fighting game.
1: Yes, they were. It was in a. I know this one. It was Which in a Mortal one? Kombat. It was in a Mortal Kombat. So. The Mortal Kombat games. I I I don't play these games. I just know this because I'm like close enough to game stuff, and I used to, I used to games journalism, and because I used to games journalism, I just know a lot of shit about games. I don't care about. There, are, some of the newer Mortal Kombat's have like Robocop and the Terminator and like the Xenomorph from Alien in them and stuff like that. Okay, like, I think like, I knew that's that. Been a whole, yeah, like that's been a whole thing with the more recent ones. At least is like like I, I think. Uh, yeah, the Predator is definitely one too. Is Negan... No, Negan from The Walking Dead is in something else. He's in Tekken. But, like, yeah, that's been a thing in more recent ones. But, yeah, in in 2007... uh, Or not 2007. I I don't know these games. He was in one of them, though. And I know there was also talks to have him in uh, Soul Calibur, which is another series that, like, always has either other video game characters or sometimes movie characters in their games. Like, Yoda and Darth Vader were in Soul Calibur 4. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing.
0: I see. I... I don't- I believe you. I 100% believe yeah, you. I, I knew that he was- I, I knew- I didn't know if he was supposed to be in a, in a fighting game or if he was. Uh, to, uh, to give you all an idea of how little I know about, like, the ins and outs of, like, video games, something that Jay and I used to do in college is that we'd- um, we, we, we would have been drinking pretty heavily at this point. And Jay would start just throwing me names of video games and I would pretend I knew the plot yeah. or I'd tell him what I knew about the plot- uh, via just general internet osmosis, uh, but sometimes I knew nothing about them, so I just fucking make it up, uh, and this provided us with hours of entertainment.
1: It was great. Um, okay, I was wrong. It was actually uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC, which was a game that came out in 2008. Which was, you know, just Mortal Kombat characters and characters from DC Comics fighting. Be- it was because of the fucking DC license because yeah! of those comics. They were able to get Georgie, and this was like after no one was playing it anymore, they were able to get Georgie in as one of the last characters in that game.
0: Wow. Oh, and, and so, so did they also, because of that DC license, did they also fight Bionicles?
1: No, I fucking wish. I I think that was right after they stopped having the- Or maybe it was like the same year. No, they might have had the license still, but like, I think they knew- I I don't know the reason. At any rate, only in my fantasies and in some people's fan art on DeviantArt. Not mine! If you thought that was a secret clue to find my DeviantArt, it's not! (laughs) You won't find anything, you can prove nothing! Exactly. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, do you want to talk about a weird German deathcore metal band that wrote an album about the Set Chronicles? Yes, I absolutely do want to talk about that band. All right, cool, because I got one of those. So the name of the album is "Horrorarbeit von Georgie, which translates to Horror Work of Georgie, uh, which is just a great name. Yes. And then the uh, the, <laughs> the name of the band, if I'm... Oh god, I'm gonna fuck this up. The name of the band is Bl- Blut Splinter which which translates to blood splinter tweezer, which is also just lovely. But yeah, Bl- Blut Splinter Pinzette uh, was a German <laughs> metal band that did this album that was just like it's not written from like a specific character point of view. It's more that it's a lot of like the lead singer of the band telling a character what they have to do at a point in the movie. Like, I I don't know if you've looked at this or like listened to it much, but it is a lot of like the lead singer being like, yeah, Georgie, you have to go to your parents' house Yeah, Georgie, you have to face your demons Your mom's gonna get covered in blood Your mom's gonna get covered in blood It's a lot of shit like that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I haven't listened to it uh, I-, I I prefer German in- industrial to German uh, death metal <laughs> I don't even
1: know what that <laughs> distinction means
0: But I, what a great thing to even exist I bet, I bet that that is the only thing done with the Marmoset Chronicles after he was finished with it that Laz ever liked. That seems like something Laz would get a kick oh, out probably. of. Just like the only uh the only thing uh Alan Moore likes is that uh Saturday morning watchmen cartoon. That's his that's uh that's like one of the only ah, the adaptations of his thing? work yeah. he will he will like is the Saturday morning watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I bet I bet Liza fucking loves that. I bet he gets a kick out of it. I I completely
1: agree. And you know I I I I uh, I misspoke when I said that it was all stuff like what I just very poorly impersonated because like what one it, it's fairly competent music. You know it, it's not my genre, but it's like the the hardest shit I do listen to is just hard enough that I can take a little leap from there and land in. Blood Splinter Pinzette territory and be like, okay, I can see what's happening here. This this makes sense to me in a way. But, mm-hmm. like, there are a couple songs that you can tell are, like, a little more heartfelt. Like, there's one kind of slower and sadder one that I, uh... So, so this, this song is just called Laura and it's like, this is kind of like what we were talking about with the, um the novels a few episodes back where it takes something that is understated in the movies and does a little more of it. And it's just like this song of... uh I guess this is the one where the singer of this band is kind of singing from Georgie's point of view. He's like, Georgie singing about this character who he spent this time with. And it's it's kind of nice, you know? It's not like mm-hmm. trying to fan fiction about it. It's not taking the character's emotions and going further with them than the movie gives us, really. It's just taking those same emotions and saying them in a different way. And I yeah. think that's nice. I, I think I this band clearly was just big fans of these movies and wanted to mm-hmm. sort of reiterate some of what the movies are about in their own voice. And I, I think that's fun. Yeah. I
0: think that's nice. That's super awesome. I I love shit like that. I love I love art inspiring other art. Uh I love I love like art canons. Just so cool. Yeah. Love- oh, same. I I mean, yeah. Yeah, I like how you can see, like, fingerprints of other media all over all of the media we consume, and it's even worse now, because all people do is talk to each other, and we, people make things, and they're like, here, void, take it, does anyone like it? And sometimes people are like, yes, I like it, and I think that's beautiful. Who? that's not honey, you're eating
1: recursion, dot meme. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, oh, it, hold on. I'll send you a meme later, and what I just said will make sense upon my sending you the meme.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there do, we yeah,
1: actually do, yeah, we just kind of made a perfect example. Oh god.
0: Do, do we want to take this moment to briefly discuss fanfic? Cuz I we don't can. think We can. We certainly I, can. I don't think cuz I I I don't think we're going to like I know we've talked about like doing an episode on fanfic. I don't think that there's enough material to do a full episode on fanfic. Uh I
1: mean there probably is, but it's probably not enough good material.
0: Well, uh, I mean, I don't, because there isn't that much Marmoset Chronicles fan fiction. There's way less of it. Is there really not? I, I
1: kind of assumed that there was just because the internet is that way, but I believe you.
0: Well, the internet is that way with things that capture your attention like that, but uh-huh. this really didn't. I think because of the same things we've been talking about, that lack of a greater world. And the thing that you know, also kind of builds fan fiction communities is stuff like really compelling relationships between characters that people want to explore more.
1: Sure. I see where you're going with this.
0: Um, well, but I would also argue
1: just as often a lot of it comes from People seeing those relationships Where actual evidence of those relationships Is scarce And I would, I would say the Marmoset Chronicles Has way more of those kinds of Potential relationships
0: <laughs> uh, Which is why uh, On the uh, w- w- When you do fall into Marmoset fanfiction fan A lot of it is uh, Is like romantic relationships Between Georgie and some other character Or sure. some other character And some other character uh, because sure. Laz doesn't write a lot of romance, but fanfiction authors really like writing romance. Yeah. Which sure. is part of what makes fanfiction really neat. But there there is just isn't all that much of it. Or or maybe maybe there was at some point and I just super missed it. Maybe it got lost in like the great dot com purges or the big live journal turnovers and it just never got ported to an equivalent site and they just don't really exist anymore. That's also possible. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. That's kind of all I have to say about that. My, really the, the Yeah the, uh, like the, the my 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 biggest observation about it is there's way less of it than you'd think there is.
1: That, which which is interesting to me, like, fan fiction is a lot more a thing I think you've interfaced with in your life than I have in mine, it's like- What I, are you accusing I, me of, Jay? Uh, being on the internet, no, um, I, I mean, I'm accusing you of things we've talked about before. Yeah, that's fair. Um- no, I like honestly. I think I uh, I wrote a serialized Pokemon fan fiction on a website I was writing stuff for when I was sixteen, and I think just from that, I have written more fan fiction in my life than I have read. I really do think that. But like, I I, I don't know. I I think that's one of those things where, a, apart from those those ones who do just want to write about what if what if Georgie and Jean kissed, it's like I I think that comes. I, I think what we're doing here. This is interesting. I think we're talking about a lot of things that paint the same tapestry of, like, why some fan media did work and why some didn't, and why some licensed media did work and some didn't. I think fan fiction falls very much in that same line of stuff that's harder to come up with a lot for when you're not given a canon that fosters infinite yes. possibilities. Well, um, I'm, I'm sorry if that's kind of what you were already saying. I, I was just no. sort of thinking through it as well. And-
0: to to give you to give you an example like to, to give you two examples of so i'm going to give you two movies and i want you to guess mm. which one has a bigger f- like fan fiction community around it
1: oh i like this game okay go or
0: okay okay here's two movies die hard inception oh definitely inception yes got yeah. it in one that has an incredibly active uh, fiction. People are still writing um, Inception fanfiction. Sure. I think because, like, it's a cool concept. It's like, oh yeah. my god! What, 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 what if you could go in people's brains? Exactly, it's a mechanic. You're given a
1: mechanic to hold on to. Like yes. when I mentioned anime earlier, like as embarrassing an example to try and talk seriously about as that is, I think that's a reason a lot of uh, anime work well for that. A lot of like shonen anime, your Naruto's and your, you know, your demon slayers and whatever, is that like a lot of those kinds of shows revolve yeah. around? Here's a mechanic that everyone uses to fight, and that has to do with their existence in this world. That you can twist a million different ways and that this medium twists 10,000 mm-hmm. different ways to create all these characters. So go and do the same yourself now if you
0: want. And, like, and yeah. also another kind of important part, I think, of the the drive to want to write fan fiction is often because you think you find canon lacking in some way. You brought up Naruto. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody has, everyone who has ever watched... Or consumed Naruto has had the thought at some point as that as that piece of narrative just devolves into chaos and what the fuckery. Everyone has had a thought yeah. where like I can write this story better. Right. Yeah. Or, or just
1: of like their definition of what the good arcs are or what you know when and, it stops being
0: good. And the thing is, like, you can't. Nobody was like, no one watches the Nomarma Set Chronicles and thinks I could write this better. And if they do, they are wrong.
1: Yeah. I just think the Marmoset Chronicles all went downhill hill after the tune-in exams arc. <laughs> <laughs> that was... What? You cut out. Sorry. I didn't,
0: I didn't, no, I didn't cut out, I didn't finish my sentence. What the fuck, Jay? <laughs> yeah, it really, it really starts, it really, like, there's so many plot holes. Why, why uh, they just keep giving Georgie all of these weird, unnecessary power-ups? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's weird, and then Gene, like, fucks off into the woods for three years and, like, trains (laughs) with a snake man.
0: And becomes becomes a terrorist, and everyone's like, Gene, Gene, you're a terrorist, except for Georgie, who's like, I don't think you're actually a terrorist.
1: (laughs) And then then Margo just stands in the background holding a kunai knife in every uh, season image for 500 episodes. (laughs) Is this show over now? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, 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 I okay,
1: actually, <laughs> go for it. Oh, I, I was going to say, unless you had a thing, I was going to ask you, what, is, since you kind of asked me this with a video game thing, what is a, if there is one, what mm. is a kind of Marmoset Chronicles licensed media that does not exist, that you would like to see exist?
0: Hmm... Well, uh, oh, the first thing I'm gonna do is kind of the cheating answer because we talked about this earlier. I'd love to see a functional board game, like a uh, like the ones we I, talked I agree. about. Yeah. like I, I, I think something in the style of like a, uh, Haunting of the House on the Hill or Pandemic, <laughs> terrible name drop, um, but uh, something like that.
1: <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. I follow you. Um, yeah,
0: something like that. I think that would be really compelling and really worth. Really worth something. Um, I'd like to see that kind of a- some sort of animated media. Not necessarily a full show. Uh, I I I would live like a like a ninety minute something. Just because I I would love to see that world brought to life without the rules of physics, mm-hmm. which is the great thing that uh, which I I think is the-, the the best thing that um, animation does is that it lets you create worlds without rules of physics.
1: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of the best like action movies uh, mimic that. I was thinking you were saying that and I was thinking about the Animatrix, honestly. The Animatrix is a really neat kind of ancillary thing to the Matrix, but part of the reason it was so easy for them to make and to sell to people who like the Matrix movies is because the Matrix movies already are live action movies that sort of imitate that not caring about physics and realistic gravity and how they are yeah. directed. I was um I was thinking about it and, and to sort of I, I know I sort of asked you because I, I had a bit of an answer earlier, but to sort of refine it, um, I would like to see a video game that is more a like character mystery game about someone. So I mentioned a game called Life is Strange, which is like the Telltale game, since it sounds like you have a little bit of knowledge of those. I know um, that it they is-
0: exist, and I know that you make choices, and that like those choices affect you, but mostly, most of the gameplay is like a choose-your-own-adventure-pick-a-dialogue prompt. So, so
1: the way Life is Strange works is take that, take everything you just said, and add the ability to rewind time to a certain degree. Oh, go back in the Choose Your Own Adventure book. You, you kind of, w- within like a scene, right? Like Within a certain amount of time. It's not you can rewind back to the whole beginning of the game. It's always like within an area. Or sometimes you'll be in an area and you can rewind things to before you got there, stuff like that. Um, and you're using that to solve puzzles. I think you could do something really good with that, as a person who is being tormented by the horror, similar to how Georgie is in The Purgatory Bureaucrat, Ooh, and just, yeah. like, the, the part of how your own timeline and the stuff that's happened to you manifests is maybe you're given an ability like that to rewind through time. Maybe you're able to sort of displace your, you're, your like, Maybe you're finding ways to break out, like, you're, you're stuck in the footsteps of your own memories, but you're able to break out of them at certain mm. points and, like, dislocate yourself from them. Um, I don't know if you'd have to even be Georgie. Maybe you're Gene. Maybe you're Jean getting fucked with by the horror and going through that. I, I just think you could do something interesting with that as a game
0: mechanic. Hell yeah, I think that would be really cool, and I would listen to people talk about it, because I don't play video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd listen to me text you about it until you never wanted to talk to me again.
0: Oh, that would never happen, Jay.
1: You know, at this point I do believe you, because mm-hmm. if it ever were to happen, it would have by now. Hey, <laughs> hey, Kirsten, if other people want to talk to you until you don't want to talk to them again... <laughs> Where are, are are we are we done uh exploring Last Patillo's I, I, pawn shop of curios and curiosities?
0: I think we are. I think we are done with that.
1: I, I, I feel so, good about what we've done here today. I, I I feel like it's it's a well as deep as you can dig, but I feel like we found a lot of the like smaller, greatest hits, highlights that like you said, wouldn't make their own episode, but were definitely worth talking about.
0: Yes, absolutely. And um uh, if you want to find me on the internet, uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at Kirsten M. Wrights. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirsten Meehan Writes. Uh, the Instagram has been woefully unupdated recently because I feel like I've been in a coma for a month and have therefore been unable to write anything. Uh, however, I, I woke up this morning feeling alive again, so uh, we're, we're, we're gonna hope that uh, that starts picking up pretty soon. But, but join me on either of those for Hell internet yeah. shenanigans, because that's pretty much all I do. Jay, where can people find you on this shenanigan-generating internet?
1: You can find the exact location of my shenanigans, triangulated, mainframe, hacked, and bypassed at Twitter, at Extreme Salsing. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd, at Extreme Salsing, if you want my movie opinions. Um, I've been kind of wanting to rewatch John Carpenter's The Thing, and maybe go through some John Carpenter shit, and like stuff from that era. You, so maybe see some mean, opinions on that stuff there.
0: My favorite
1: movie? Uh, I do mean your favorite movie, which I, I did in the back of my head know was. Um, <laughs> you can find me there for that. You can find my woefully neglected YouTube channel at J. Uh, you can also find more excellent podcasts at the Orange Groves, the lovely network we are as always a part of. Join the Discord. I don't know if I say this often enough, but join the Patreon too if you can. Patreon helped us get started a little bit because Joe was willing to help us when when they heard we were going to make a podcast about some of their favorite movies as much as ours. Um, we were mm-hmm. able to pay for the art for the episode with that. That kind of thing really helps in a lot of ways for a lot of shows on the network. And if you join, you get to hear uh, sometimes test pilots of shows that are soon to come out. Um... I won't say what it is, but a current podcast host uh, just put a test pilot for a new show of theirs on the network that I'm very excited to hear more of.
0: Hell yeah. And have uh, have a great rest of the day or evening, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, guys. And take care of yourselves and take care of each other and take care of communities who need your assistance. Things will look brighter eventually, but, uh, a little kindness goes a long way.
1: We, we hope to one day wander with you through a, a pawn shop. I Look forward to the day you can wander into your local pawn and curio shop and see if you can find that long-faded and fathomed Marmoset Chronicles Monopoly. <laughs>